Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbe Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. For my life, 
and testify of his divine provision. I also want to thank Bishop Sam for preaching extensively on prayer and faith. How many of us have been hearing the messages? Hallelujah. The past few weeks. It has really made me understand that indeed, everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. I needed a car. How many of you here are saying, I need a car? Oh, me, I need a new car. <laughs> so I needed a car. So each time I prayed, I asked God to bless me with a very good car. You know, it's not just about having a car. Oh, we have cars and we have cars. So when you are praying, pray for a very good car. Say amen. So each time I prayed, I asked God to bless me with a very good car that will last. Not the kind that will leave you on the road. Mercy. I missed the prayer. I kept looking on the market. Wow. To find a suitable and affordable one. To the best of my knowledge, most affordable cars are home use cars. Two weeks ago, someone said two weeks ago, I went with a friend to pray in the 100% answered prayer gardens. Hey, at Mampon. Hallelujah. Prayer, as we have heard in this house. On my way, I met a friend who had the very type of car I wanted. You must know the car you want now. <laughs> I spoke to him and he told me how he bought it and added that it was brand new from the showroom. He was willing to give me the contact number. I never thought or dreamt of buying a brand new car. How many of us here can identify with this one? But to the glory of God, by the end of two weeks, God had provided me with enough funds to buy a brand new tear rubber car from the showroom. Hey, are you certain? Though? Give the Lord a mighty round of applause. she says, I sincerely believe that it is the seeds of deep teaching on prayer and faith by Bishop Sam. These past few weeks, coupled with the showroom offering, hey, which have produced this beautiful miracle, I would like to encourage us not to take for granted, but believe and get actively involved in everything that we do in church. Thank you, Bishop Sam, for being my prophet and covering. Oh, put your hands together for such a powerful testimony. Bishop Sam is our pastor. Amen. And you know, before I read the next testimony, I have a testimony myself, which is a short one. Do you want to hear my testimony? <laughs> so about a month ago, um, somewhere in the morning, I felt like sowing a seed into someone's life, very casually. So I gave the person, I said, oh, let me sow a seed. I gave the person an amount of money. Within like two or three hours, I met someone, you know, around the office. And then the person said, I've been looking for you. I said, really? But I'm always here. He said, oh, I've been looking for you. Before I could say, praise the Lord. I didn't want to say Jack. <laughs> the person walked to my office and gave me Ten times the seed that I sowed. Hey, put your hands together. Seed time and harvest time. They work. Please don't ask me, don't ask me the amount I sowed so that you do the multiplication. <laughs> it is for me to know. Amen. And then that third testimony says, testimony of instant supernatural healing. I see receiving instant supernatural healing in Jesus' name. So I want to share a testimony about how I got healed through Bishop Sam's messages. Actually, I got dribbled. Hey, dribbled. If you don't know how to play football, <laughs> why do you have to go and play? Actually, I got dribbled and got hurt on my foot and ankle. I thought it was something light that I could handle. However, I got to a point where the pain became excruciating that I needed this is a word. <laughs> it's a word. <laughs> the pain became severe, that I needed something to help me relieve the pain. At a point where I felt that I was losing myself and I couldn't control myself any longer, the whole situation became as though I was getting malaria too. I felt very sick and struggled to stand up by myself, 
things deteriorated so fast that I started feeling nauseous and started sweating profusely. I got inside my room and tuned in to Bishop Sam's podcast. How many of us have the podcast on our phones? Mm, we have all other apps but the podcast. The podcast message. And I was listening to the message preached on 26th February, which was the four steps to praying with faith. Do you remember that particular service where daddy went around and was showing us how to pray using the word of God? Hallelujah. I believed and then I prayed along and I said, Lord, I believe in your healing powers. So before tomorrow, may I experience a great change in my life. After that, I went to sleep, but the podcast continued to play. Hallelujah. At a point, I realized that it, had, it was as though Bishop Sam had literally visited me in the room. Hey, <laughs> hallelujah, and prayed for me. He touched my foot and, I, and told me that before tomorrow, you'll be able to walk without anybody's help. Hey, did you hear me? Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. I woke up after three hours of deep sleep. And I realized to my surprise that I could stand on the foot I couldn't stand on. And I could walk with no one's help. Oh, church, are you setting down? Give the Lord a mighty round of applause. Hey! The fever had also vanished. And my body system had now stabilized. Now I can walk with no one's help. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. So I just want to say that, this is what the person is saying. I want to say that our pastor is anointed unless you don't have enough faith to activate it. So thank you, daddy, for your prayers. Even though I am far from home, and this person is in school, and he says, even though I'm far from home, I am not left out of the blessings in this house. Put your hands together. So church... Today, I want to encourage you that believe in the messages that are being preached. And as you believe, the messages are like seeds that are going to produce the harvest of testimonies in your life. Receive a testimony in Jesus' name. Your feet, whatever you are. Do you believe that something, something good is good about to happen to you today? Is going to happen the anointed to is ready Jesus to deliver God's word. Something good Nazareth is going to happen oh, put your Very day. This very Everybody day. clap your hands. Good the louder your clap, the greater your testimony. Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way this afternoon. Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way. Ladies and gentlemen, with a shout of praise and a mighty hand clap. Let's welcome Bishop Ishmael Sound. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I have some volume? Volume, please. Can you hear me? Hallelujah. Say something good. Something good. It's happening to me right now. It's happening, happening to, to me, me right, right now. And I'm living here. And I'm living here. Blessed. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the, the name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Something happened. And now I know he, he touched, touched me, me and made me whole. Who touched you? He touched me. Who touched you? He, he touched, touched me. me. And who is going to touch you? 
touch of Jesus. That special touch of the Holy Spirit. Receive healing in your body. Receive blessings. Receive fullness of joy. Anything that makes you sad. Receive answers. Receive answers. You are living here blessed. You are living here better than you came. You are living here whole. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus and take your seats. Wow. He felt within himself. He felt within himself. No one else felt it. But he felt within himself that power had left him. Hallelujah. And I feel in this place that power has come. Hallelujah. And your life is not going to be the same. Amen. Wonderful. Today is a special service. Very, very special. And it's going to be a very wonderful, short, nice service. Hallelujah. Wonderful. And it's a family service. And when we say family service, you understand, isn't it? Family services. Family has met make sure that things are done right. Amen. So, we're going to start a family service from the chapter 6 of this book that I've written, Retention and Church Growth. Retention and Church Growth. We wrote this book from practice. We, we something that we do and we have been doing and we were doing 
and I'm supposed to continue doing. That's why we wrote this book. And um, we are going to see a few things from it and then we'll practicalize it um, today. We'll put it into practice today, next week, following, and you will be blessed. Amen. So, I said in this chapter, I discussed the imp- in this chapter, we are going to discuss the important role of what? Retention. The, 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 the chapter is the key role of retention evangelism in church growth. The key role. How many of you have the book? Okay. About 70% don't have. So we are going to talk about the important role of retention evangelism in church growth. Hallelujah. And as you learn to retain, then you retain souls. You also learn to retain your money and retain a lot of things in your life. Hallelujah. Retain your money. By the way, the film, the drama we watched, is a wonderful drama. The only thing, the only thing is that, I don't know why you feel like sad, sad things make you happy. And the thing is, the sadder it is, the happier you become. But um, you know it's not allowed for a man to hate a woman. I hope you know that. This is drama. But it's not allowed for a man to hate a woman. Neither is it not right for a man to insult a wife. Nor a woman insults the husband. This is the first time I've heard a man shake like that. First time I've heard a man shake like that. But it's not right. It's drama. And I'm sure the story they were bringing powerfully to us was the fact that when you pray, you see, when you pray, God will hear you. But elsewhere, if you don't take it, they will not pray. They will take you to the police station. You see, they hit the woman. The wife will not even mind to pray. She will just take you straight to the police and you'll be arrested. You get it. So thank God she remembered prayer. And also the, the story she was trying to say was that she should have been praying. And not only the woman, the man too should be praying. You get it? All of us should pray in our marriages. Because prayer is good in the marriage. Many people stop praying when they marry. They fast and pray when they want to be loved. That's why they get the man or they get the woman. But especially when they get the man, they stop praying. Because they stop praying. It's important that we keep praying. You don't have to let it come before you pray. Amen. It's only bushmen who beat their wives and throw water on their wives. So if you are here, you feel that you're a bushman. So that is what the story didn't add. So I'm just I'm just ending it for you that you're a bushman if you throw water on your wife, and you're a bushwoman. If you throw water on your husband, because these days they all do it, everybody does it. So let's go back. So we, I think we'll continue that one after the family service, isn't it? So next two weeks we'll continue our preaching. We started last week. That preach we started beginning of the year. We don't finish. Don't worry, it's our church. So, <laughs> so retention is very important, even to marry and retain the man. Do you get it? To marry and retain the wife, you need to do certain things. Do you get it? You need to do certain things. Because even when they were sitting there and the woman who was following the sugar daddies was, I mean, and none of these people do what they, they say. It's just drama. Do you get it? It's just drama. That's why we were all happy to see that Brad Joe is doing the bad thing and um, um, Lady, Lady Portia was doing the good thing. It's all of you were surprised, isn't it? Uh-huh. Please don't try and attach any of their roles to them. Only Brad Joe's one is good. You can attach it to him, but don't attach any. It's just drama. If they don't do it, nobody will. So don't give them names. Don't give them nicknames and all manner of things. They, they are just playing their duty as, um, as actors. Playing their role as actors. Amen. I thought I should say that. So where was I? Retain, uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. if you want to, uh-huh. so the lady, 
who was there. You know, I was looking at the dressing of the wife. And I was looking at the dressing of the woman. I said, ah, but she, she should dress well. You get it. One of the ways to retain. One of the ways to retain. So when we were watching, I was watching another thing. You see, the way you were seeing it, I was also seeing another thing. The one of the ways to retain is also the way you used to dress, the way you used to do things. You, you continue. You get it. Continue dressing well. Of course, if you have your wife at home, she can't always be wearing what the girl was wearing. Because she, when she's at home, she wear a different one. But at least, you see, because she's at home. Are you talking about retention? How am I trying to? How am I trying to deviate to the issue? <laughs> okay, it's retention. I have to retain the wife. Okay, so, so, what I'm saying is that when you when the man who sees you every day, you are with the, in the house with, when you are going out, you dress well. You get it. But when you come home, then you put a big one hanging on you. Hanging as if you are this thing on you. It's it also not attractive. You get it. Yes. It's also that they don't do their hair. They don't do anything. Some of them, their mothers ask them to do their hair. This is one of their mothers who ask them to do their hair. Their mothers who take them to the hairdressing saloon to go and do their hair and things like that. So retention, retention means that you have to retain. The way the man saw you is the same way you have to behave so that the man will see. We live with them, so we know how they are. Do you see? So retention, evangelism, and then the, the woman, the man too should dress well. You get it. I told you that your boss's shorts used to wear at boys' dormitory. You have to stop. So you can retain your marriage and even your money. Hallelujah. Your, your work people have to work with people and everything. So it's retention, evangelism. Hallelujah. Retention, evangelism constitutes the next most important activity to embark on after you have, you have brought in new converts to church through your outreaches and targeted evangelism. So after you brought a person, the next thing is how to retain the soul. That's the next thing. It's not enough to bring the person into this spiritual world. It's not enough to bring the person to this spiritual world. You need also to retain the person. Our parents brought us into this world and they retained us. You get it? And that is why we are still around. You've also brought children into this world and you are retaining them. You didn't just bring them into the world. Retention evangelism requires having an effective new converse training and follow-up system in place to ensure you do not lose souls won. That is why we have understanding campaign. We have understanding campaign. Retention evangelism also covers or extends to all, this is where we are coming to, Retention evangelism also covers or extends to all church members, not just new converts. You see, so all church members, you see, are supposed to be part of retention evangelism. You get it? All church members. Your retention system must be able to adequately cater for your old as well as new members. Your old as well as new members. So all of us must be involved in retaining the souls that come to church. Hallelujah. And so retention of souls, I've said retention of souls is work. If you are looking at it, I think it's page something by chapter 6. Retention of souls is work. I mean, it takes a lot of work to retain souls. You get it? So say it is important to work to retain souls through follow-up. Retention is not automatic. It is not automatic that the person has come to church, so the person will stay. You know, some of us, when we got born again, we didn't need that anyone, anyone would follow us up. We were rather even following up our counselors. I remember I had to organize an all-night for my counselor to baptize me in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And there were times that I would go and call my counselor that we should go for evangelism and he's asleep. 
and he didn't want to go. You get it, but it just happens just once in a while. Most of the time, it takes a lot of work. It's not automatic that the soul will remain. It is not automatic. Retention requires hard work. It requires what? Hard work. And deliberately putting measures and systems in place to ensure that each soul won can be accounted for at any point in time. You have to put measures in place that each soul won can be accounted for at any point in time. It's hard work. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. You need to really put measures in place. You need to work at it, devise methods and ways that you can keep them. Hallelujah. The work of ministry is not for a few people. This very important. The work of ministry is not for a few people. Everyone should be involved, including you. And today we are going to involve everyone in retention evangelism. Everyone should be involved. Everyone, not only one person. When we get to heaven, you wouldn't want that only a few people will enjoy the blessings in heaven, isn't it? You would also want to be enjoy, you also want to enjoy. So everyone, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. This means there is the need to engage new laborers, and that is what we are going to do. There's a need to do what? Engage new and more laborers. For what? Retention of the souls. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 and 37. But when Jesus saw the multitude, Matthew chapter 9, 36 and 37. But when Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad. Why? As sheep having no shepherd. So when the sheep doesn't have a shepherd, the sheep scatters. You get it. So the sheep need to have a shepherd. The sheep like, um, is that precious? The sheep like precious need a shepherd so that precious will not scatter. It is only when there is a shepherd, somebody overseeing precious, that precious will not scatter. Somebody overseeing precious that will tell precious that you have a beloved, this and that and that and that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the sheep scatters when there are no shepherds. The sheep scatters when there are no laborers. That's what happens. So if you look at right, some sheep have scattered. Some sheep have scattered. It's not because the sheep wanted to scatter, but because they are there are no laborers. There are no laborers. Remind me about uh, this in uh, Gwendolyn. I forgot. I played before. Because there are no laborers. Hallelujah. The burden of the ministry cannot be borne by one person. The burden of the ministry, in this case, the burden of retention of souls, which is a very much important part of the ministry and of evangelism, cannot be borne by one person. And as pastors and as Members, we should learn to share the burden. Hallelujah. We are going to share the burden. We should learn to share the burden. And I want to read a verse from, some scripture from Numbers 11, 16 and 17. And then we'll move on to the well, real work. Numbers 11, verse um, 16 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. Bring them, that they may stand there with you. The next verse. And I will come down and talk with you there. I will come down and talk with you there. And I will take the spirit, the spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them. 
You see, many things that we do, they are by the Spirit. They are by the Spirit. Do you get it? And the, because a spirit is upon you, it can be the spirit of God, it can be the spirit of the devil. But we are talking about the spirit of God. You get it? Because you are doing by the spirit, that's why you get the fruit of what you are doing. Do you get it? It's by the spirit. And he's saying that I will take that spirit, that grace, which is upon you, and I will put it upon them so that you don't bear the burden of the people so that they shall bear the burden of the people with you and you don't bear it alone. Do you get it? Now, it means that for you to be able to do that work, that burden, you need that as, first of all, you need to come around as part of the working, working force, workforce, and then you need that, that spirit, that understanding, that grace, that grace is put on you. You know, it took me a while before I got to know that sometimes, many times, what I do is not normal. It's not natural. It's not like I was born that way. Do you guys know that I was born that way? But it is grace. It's a kind of grace. It's a kind of help that God has given me. That is why sometimes people say this, ah, you have not forgotten. Oh, you, you still remember my name. And I realize that it is not normal. Do you get it? Because sometimes you assume it's normal because it's working. But if you realize, when you also talk to other people, you realize, you ask, how, why is it that they don't see the way you see it? You see, that's when you begin to see that it's grace. It's something else. Hallelujah. It's grace and it's something else. And the Bible says that for the, for the others to do it with you, they must have that grace. Otherwise, it will not work. It will not work. The, sh the sheep will be given to you. They will all get lost. They will scatter. You will not know the names of the sheep. You will see new converts are passing by you. You will not mind. You get it. I get very surprised when we close from church and friends are talking and a new person is passing. They don't even turn to ask the person, please, what's your name? So that I get shocked when I see that Maybe some people are meeting and two people are sitting at the corner somewhere quiet and nobody will go out of his or her way to go and talk to the person. I get surprised. You know, and I'll go and talk to the person and it's like, oh, you, you are like that. Nobody is like that. It is by the grace of God. It's grace. It's a certain grace that comes from something that God will put on your heart for souls. And I pray to God that all of you have that thing in your heart for souls. Amen. That's why you have 10 members. You don't know their names. We gave you 10 members to look after. You don't know their names. Some of you, you are personal leader. We gave you five members. Four members, including yourself, or five members. We gave you five members. You, up to today, you don't know their names. You just know them by their nicknames. You know them by K and B. You don't know their real names. So you see that it is something that... It's, it has not entered your heart. Do you, do you understand me? It has not entered your heart. And today I pray for grace that it will what? Enter your heart as you decide to be part of the workforce. Hallelujah. So say, I will put the spirit on them. They shall bear the burden of the people with thee. So the people we are going to choose today are going to bear the burden of the people with us, with me, with and with God. God, the sheep, they are God's sheep. Are you getting me? With God. Hallelujah. So every Christian can take part in the work of God. Every Christian. And I'm not talking about full-time employees of the of the church, of the church. No. No. Last night, I had a meeting with about some lay, lay, lay workers who are wives with a, a male, a, a few, a two or so males. And we had a meeting. And the meeting was hot. And the meeting was powerful. And the meeting was a meeting. It was not a small meeting. You get it. And then as I was asking them questions and I was asking them and as we were having a meeting it was a trans 
It was an international meeting. Some are not even here. Some are three hours ahead of us. Some are two hours ahead. And they're all in the meeting. Even some were cooking. I asked them, please, is it a time for you to cook? How can you be cooking at this time? Then I said, please, whatever you are cooking, we want to see your face. We want to see your face. Because it was a, a, a meeting. You get it. It wasn't called a meeting. And, and so the person had to, I was wondering why the person was cooking and had lipstick and all those. But, but she had to put on lipstick to come and show it to us. She doesn't know that we know what they, how they look like when they are cooking. I don't know why she didn't know that we know how they look like when they are cooking. But what I'm saying is that they were lay pastors, people's wives. People's wives, one of them even called and said, how is your husband feeling? I didn't say that she should stop the work. I just said, how's your husband feeling without any further questions? Otherwise, if you say my husband is not feeling happy, then she has to stop the work. So I didn't even ask her or follow up. Do you get it? But they were all follow, they were all what? Lay workers. Lay workers. I knew some had traveled because some of them went for retreat. And they had traveled and come. I'm sure when they go home, now the Zoom meeting started. But we had a Zoom meeting and I demanded from them what maybe their bosses who pay them will not even demand from them overnight. I get what I'm saying. But I demanded that I get this around this time, including consultants in the hospital. I'm not talking about people who are very busy, but they are lay workers and they have to work. I get what I'm saying. They, you see, you are surprised because you don't do anything. You don't do as the church is going there, you don't do anything. You come to church, you don't know that others like you are working. That's why you are here. Others like you are working. Others are you, like you are not sleeping. I remember when I called Dr. Foley, he had just come from the hospital and he was going to buy a drug for his child. I said, please, you know what? Whilst you are buying the drug, you can still be talking. It's as simple as that. And we don't, we say we can't talk without seeing your face. Hot meeting. He's a consultant in the hospital. But we, 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 so what we are going to do, we had to work on it last night. Do you get it? To get this in. Because you, if lay people are not working, who will work? Who will work? Do you get it? And some of you lay people have stopped using you because you have so many excuses these days. I can't use you, but your, your colleagues are the people I'm using. They didn't sleep last night, but you slept. You get what I'm saying? You see, you are, you see, you are not part of it. So, next time, I am talking about involving as many lay people as possible. As what many lay people as possible. Bishop Doug, in his book, like us, lay people in the ministry, teaches us how useful lay people can be in the ministry. Have you forgotten? So everyone in church can do something. So today, everyone is going to do what? Something. The doctor can work in the church. The lawyer can work in the church. Teacher, medicine, caterer, mechanic, plumber. Everybody. That is why in this church today, everybody is going to work. Hallelujah. How many of you know that? How many of you are happy that you are going to work? And some of you can do more than you are doing. You know, a lot of you can do more than you can do, you are doing. Amen. So I've jumped to a certain page because of what I'm using. I can't tell you the paper. Let me share with you a few important things you must teach about their work in church while they do their secular jobs. So I'm going to tell you what you can do whilst you do your secular jobs. Number one. Know that it is a great privilege to do something for God and that God will bless you as you serve in his house. So I don't feel anything when I'm using people. I mean, asking people to do something for God. I don't feel anything. Because for me, they should see it as a privilege. And all the people, especially the people I was working with yesterday and the two other night, I knew and I know in my heart that they see it as a privilege. That's why I don't feel anything 
I don't feel sorry for them. I only feel caring for them. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for them that they are tired. Do you get it? Because a time is going to come. We are going to have proper rest. We're going to have proper rest in our... And the rest will even start here on earth. In Dubai. It's not politicians alone who should go to Dubai to rest. A time is going to come. You also be resting nicely in your nice place. Do you get it? But I don't feel sorry for anybody that I rather feel that I'm, I'm giving you an opportunity. Honestly, that's how me, I think. And I think that's how Bishop Doug also thinks. Do you get it? I see it as an opportunity and a privilege for you. Because as you are here on earth, you can be going to work and you will die. You can be going to work and you will die. What happens to you? You can be going to work and you will die. At the end of the which one will work? Which one will be more important? The husband you don't want to leave. One day he can get up and look at what the guy was doing to throw water on you. And so get away. And even the husband you say you want to have because he has another girl who is servicing him. You don't even be surprised. So, so you need to put your heart and see that it's a privilege to be in a place that they can, you are working as your normal worker and something has been given to you to do, you should thank God. You should be happy. Hallelujah. You should, be, you should thank God and you should be happy that God has given you such a privilege. And so when I sense that that privilege God has given to you now is becoming a, a problem, then I'll just ask you, can you take another, can you take a break? Then I'll bring someone else who still will see it as a privilege. Do you get it? Like many wives, they don't see that it's a blessing to have a husband. Because many wives, many women don't get men to marry them. And this is a truth, this is a faithful saying. Worthy of more acceptation, all, all acceptation. It's a true saying. There are a lot of women here, they want to get married. Are there women here who want to get married? Are you praying that a man will come and propose to you? But you don't want to accept it. This is between. This is this is different from gender equality, isn't it? As for gender equality, we are all equal, isn't it? Man, woman, we are equal. There's no difference in the sense of what we can do and where we can achieve. And sometimes women can even do far far better than man. Do you get it? So I don't have any problem with that. When I was when I'm, I was going to give birth, I prayed to God I have a girl first. I pray to God I have a girl first, but I don't say anything between a boy and a girl. I think that they are all the same. You get it? They are all the same. Yeah, when the girls go out, you have your heart beats more than the boys go out. You see, when the girls go out, your heart beats more than when the boys go out. You don't think about them. When the girls go out, your heart beats more. But I think, otherwise, they are not different. Is that not so? They are the same. So that's not what I'm talking about. You, have, you must be blessed that you are married. You see, as soon as you get that thing into your head, eh, you, you see yourself trying to make it work. You see, you see yourself trying to make it work. And it's a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation. It's a faithful saying. So don't, you see, when, they, when you hear this type of thing, don't think that a man is saying things that are, no, I'm not saying anything that are different. The only animal that can marry one woman is man. All animals have more than one wife. More than one wife. Putre has more Chicken has more wives. Cow has more wives. Lion has more wives. And they are there. They are just having the wives. But man, Christian man, who wants to be a bishop, Bible says you have one wife. Hallelujah. Don't ask me the rest. <laughs> but who, who wants to be a bishop? You should have one wife. Do you get it? You want to be a deacon. And in this, a deacon is a person. A person that needed to say, everybody, every worker, shepherd is a deacon. Everybody is a deacon. Even the first day you enter the church, you are a deacon. <laughs> so, so we have made our stand clear. One wife, that's all. You have made a stand before you start thinking, dreaming dreams about it. 
Yeah, the door is closed for you. So it's a privilege. Do you get it? It's a privilege to be given a work to do in the church. It's a privilege. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be given. And um, the next thing to know, I think my time is up, so let them know that the work that the works they do for the Lord are what will follow them and not their secular work. Yes. This is what will follow you and not your secular work. I'm sure sometime next week we'll go over this one, but I want us to jump to chapter 8 so we can start the practical thing today. Chapter 8 talks about practical ways of retaining church members. Practical ways of retaining church members. And that is what we are going to start today. You know, we have the Personta, Percenta, Pasonta, and then the Telepastorate. And then today we want to go to, we want to just focus on two the membership registration and Percentes. Membership registration and Percentes. As you go ahead, um, more will come out. One of membership registration and Percentes. Now it is important as a church member to register. You get it. It's important as a church member to register. There are various ways of registering and making yourself known as a church member. We have the normal, the, the general church membership registration. The general church where everybody registered, registers and you have given your lifetime number. Your lifetime number is the, your date of birth. If you bo- were born in 16 January 1967, it is 0160119196619966. You get then your alphabet, the, the initials of your name comes before or after. After the figure, after the numbers. So if, you, if your name is Ishimefosisa, then IFS. You get it. So that in case you are twins or we have many people in, with that um, date of birth, the alphabet, your initials, your first and last name, the initials are your first and last name, not all your initials, your first and last name. But if you realize that people have the same age, the same date, the same first and last name, and then I think you add something to it. Yes, but it's not it's really real, but you have something to it. So that's the first one. The second one is the group chats. The second one is the group chat. You know, various group chats on WhatsApp are around. Maybe if you are in if you are in any ministry, centers, asantes, whatever, these are the group chats. It's also another form of making yourself as a member of the church, a known member of the church. You know, I belong to a, a school group. This last few, a few, a few weddings have happened. I've learned a lot of lessons. Like yesterday's wedding, yesterday we had a wedding. And I saw the, the participation. I saw the joy. I saw it. And I think there was a wedding in Community 2 as well. Is that not so? There was a wedding in Community 2 as well. And I saw the way people were around and were actually active and everything. And I realized that, you see, when you join a church or a church, and you make yourself active. When something also happens to you, or you are doing anything, people also participate in what you are doing. So in the church, it's not automatic that when they announce your wedding, everybody will come. It's not automatic at all. I'm for clapping for you. Yeah, I mean, we'll clap. Why don't you clap? We all clap our hands because you are going to get married. But the coming depends on so many other things. Do you get it? I saw something in my old school, old school chat. And somebody put a message there that is such a person on the chat. You see? Then he went on to say, oh, the person has lost the mother. You see, the person has lost the mother. And everybody was quiet. Everybody was quiet. Because whether the person was on the chat or not, she had never made any contributions in talking anything on the chat. You get it. So somebody said, She's on the chat. And everybody was quiet. In condolences. Nobody sent it. And I was thinking about it. I realized that it's actually true. 
It's a seed. Do you see? Because people, people's, people have died and come and gone. You never said anything. And now that yours is dead, who should come and tell you what? Are you getting what I'm saying? Now that yours is dead, who should come and tell you what? So then the person who put it there came back and said, well, I hear she's there, but the, the way she herself has not spoken, let me please keep quiet. It's there, it's on the chart, I can show it to you. The, the way she herself has not spoken, let me keep quiet. And most of it, that's what happens. You are on church as members of the church. You say nothing. You say nothing. Meanwhile, when something happens, you tell your friend, can you post it for me? And you expect, you expect a response. And you expect a response, but you say nothing. You say nothing. And you expect a response. Everybody too is watching. And you think you have finished your marriage. Your 10th anniversary will come. Your baby dedication will come. Or your granddaughter's dedication will come. Your birthday will come. So I'm just saying that, that we are not marking anybody for that. I'm just saying that I learned something from these things that have happened. That try and be involved. You get to try and be involved. And, and wherever you are, see yourself as even a privilege. And those who don't talk on those charts, they are talking elsewhere. They are talking, they are watching or no on Facebook, making comments on unnecessary things on Facebook. That's what they are doing. Watching places that they don't have to watch and chatting with girls they don't have to chat with. It's us they can't, they don't want to chat with. But they are chatting with other people. They are chatting with other people. Are you not chatting with other people? But the chat that the whole church is on, when you talk, everybody will know whether you are correct or you are not correct. That one, you won't talk on it. You won't talk on it. You are chatting on other chats. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, all of us are going to be involved. So, the first is the registration. And secondly, we are, you know, we had this persona system before the coronavirus came. The coronavirus came to scatter that and we are relaunching it. We are relaunching it. And as you are clapping, you are, it's possible your name will mention that you are one of the personal leaders. So we are relaunching it. For the first thing is that, are there any, is there anybody here who has not registered as a member of the church? If you have not registered as a member of the church, what it means is that, for instance, the songs we sang today, we sent it to, you know, before we sing, we teach songs, we send it to everybody. So throughout the week, we'll be singing it. We'll be singing it. And then we all, when we come to church, we don't, so we don't teach songs in church. We sing in church. And we all flow. So if you are here and you didn't get this song message, the whole of the week, you didn't get any message about the new songs. Can you give me a wave? You didn't get any message. Oh, keep your hands up. And you are not a visitor, but you have been here for some time. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Okay, we'll come to you. Don't worry. How many of you got that message? Okay, do you know we are going to do something? You see, this one, there's no abstention. Unless the person sitting next to you um, is a visitor. Do you get it? But anyway, just look at your look around. I'm asking how many if the person abstains, you hold the person's hand and call me, I'll come there. How many of you received the songs we, we sent in the course of the week? I think two days ago. How many of you received it? If you received it, it means that you are properly registered and your number is correct. Please keep your hands up. Let me see. Wonderful. Wonderful. How many of you didn't receive it? This is not your first time of coming, but you didn't receive it. Give me your, give me, show me your hand. Hey, almost the same number. Wow. Okay, so now for those of you who didn't receive it, you get it. It means that you are not, either you are not properly registered or your, your phone number is not correct with us. You get it. So, either we are going to use a Google form to register. We put a, what is that thing? You, you are, uh, the link. We put the link on it so that you register on it. Or, please raise your hand. We'll give you the form right now. If you are not a visitor, 
you raise the form and you, you fill the form yourself. So can you, those who didn't receive, please can you raise your hand? Pastors can help. Can you raise your hand? You cannot come to church without taking this very, very important decision. You came to church today, somebody invited you, or you came on your own. Okay. Every eye closed, please. You want to, you came to church today, and you want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven, and I want to go to heaven when I die. So please, Pastor, pray for me to give my life to Jesus. You are here like that. You want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus. I want you to kindly raise your right hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. You came on your own. Yes, lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high so I can. God bless you. God bless you. Up, up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless all of you whose hands are up. God bless you. Wonderful decision you are taking. Please, if your hand is up, can you kindly stand to your feet and come to me? If your hand is up, kindly stand to your feet and walk to me. And why don't you put your hands together for them as they come? If your hand is up, can you come to me? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stand here and face me. And face me. Oh, put your hands together for them. Put your hands together for them as they come. God bless you. God bless all of you. God bless all of you. And I'm sure some people invited you to church. You know, the other chapter I didn't talk about, which I was going to talk about, is we are going back to the spiritual parents. Remember the spiritual parents? When you get born again, a group will be, will be taking care of you. So um, we are starting a spiritual parentage also today. But if you came with any of these ones, can you come and stand behind them? You came with, you invited any of these ones who are here. Can you come and stand behind them? God bless you. Father, thank you for all these ones who are giving their life to Christ. We pray for them that this prayer they are going to pray will be prayed by the conviction of the Holy Spirit and they will be born again forever after today. I want you to say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. Thank you for today. Today, today, I confess of all my sins. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to also forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. From today, I believe in my heart. That Jesus, Christ that Jesus Christ is Lord, is Lord. And, I and I confess with my mouth, with my mouth that, Jesus that Jesus is Lord. Is Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Thank you, Lord Jesus that, from today, that from today I am born again and I am your child and you are my father, and you are my father. in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together for them. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abed Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 0246-939-984. To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044. You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam hyphen DHMM. 
also at Royalty House International HQ page. You can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Royalty House International Abedowenya. God bless you.